RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. The cave is dimly lit with soft green tones uh, as the mist still hangs light throughout the canyon. Even in the morning light, only a little bit of it filters down through those thick mists from above. But we see one sunbeam in particular cut through the remaining dark of Graji's cave. It falls on Ray, who rolls over with a... We're set in this. He's sitting on the roof of the, the truck, like with the turret spun around so he could hop up and grab onto it if he needed to. Watching as the mist, because you can't see the sun down here, which is something that's um, rare for him. He's watching the mist like grow that that gray, like the, the darkness goes from the blue to like lighter tones, and but doesn't have the color that he's used to in the, uh, uh, of the dawn as, as the sun rises. It just seems a lot more dreary as the uh, the tone just kind of shifts brighter and brighter. I think dreary is a pretty good word for it. Um, it's like an eerie dreary because it, it still does filter over, um, you know, occasionally green, so it looks unnatural. The fog itself varies in terms of density and how thick patches are, so you can sometimes only see, you know, 15 to 20 feet, and then sometimes it gets a little bit thinner and you can see much farther. But the canyon down here... It is mostly labyrinthian in that there are not there are not many open expanses down here, and as uh, you had previously mentioned, the the sound echoes strangely, and you have noticed an uptick in uh, these faint, faraway horns that rumble in the distance and roll their way to you on occasion. Yeah, I imagine just looking like straight up and these labyrinth canyon walls uh to as far up as he could see maybe maybe getting peaks of like the uh sky as the mist shifts or maybe just the lighter god beams that come down i think you get uh, a bit of both of those and it just depends on how thick the mist happens to be there because it is always circulating it doesn't it doesn't sit uh stagnant very much mm -hmm. it's always in motion so the terrain also sort of sweeps in and out of view depending on that as well and then um i, I would imagine i would uh activate my static senses as the light shifts and let that run for the while that it was uh, as i grew nervous from the the trumpeting and the lack of vision that i'm used to for the terrain yeah if you activate uh your static sense then that it, it doesn't eliminate uh, the fog itself, mm -hmm. but you can see the more distinct motions moving through it. Yeah. And you can tell how thick the fog is hanging. Like, you can see the patches in real time because it is, you know, dotted and laced with this Cory vapor, mm -hmm. which is what uh, jumps out to your senses a little bit more as well. Even makes it a little bit thicker as you can watch it more directly. Uh, would you like me to roll to activate my static sense, or are we just going to... 
but that it's a one point power. So sure. I mean, if you, if you're gonna keep it up, then go ahead and roll to see uh, if it's a success or a raise for moving forward. But otherwise, I think it's fine to just assume it's been going a little bit. Yeah, I, I rolled a seven, so that's just a basic success. Yep, success. Sounds good. The dawn comes. Uh, Ray begins to grumble in his seat. What is Sia doing? She still asleep? Is she waking up here? Something I think Sia would like to do when there are cliffs and higher things around is I feel like she sleeps in a hammock that she like climbs slightly up a wall to a more defensible position and then like jams. What are those pittons? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pipe. Pitons, 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 whatever the spikes. She drives them into the into the ceiling or the wall to hang her hammock from, so she can be elevated. So she's doing that on the outside or the inside of the inside, cave? Okay. like on the roof. Oh, it'd be really cool if there was like, because I think we were just outside, but like there was an overhang. Like if you crawled up and upside down with your spider climb, and then hang it so that the you're like covered on the top, and it, like someone would have to come up to see where your hammock is. It's pretty cool. It's like a loft. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a little hidden. You can do a three point hammock instead of just a two point one. So it's like, does that stretch? It's like a little nest Ooh, for you up nice. there. That does sound nice. Piton. It would make sense too with your, because your body's so much larger than. She's got a lot of extra. Yeah, the extra limbs. <laughs> she has to put like a little koozie on her, <laughs> on her scorpion tail so it doesn't rip through at night. <laughs> <laughs> cute. It's pretty cute. But yeah, she's elevated. She is. On the ceiling, she is asleep. Did you call it a koozie? A koozie, isn't that what they're called? I thought they were called cozies. Are they cozies? Because they're cozy. I don't know. Maybe it's different different camps of thought on that. There are. <laughs> That's all I understand is that it's a it's a, also the pronunciation is regional, from what I understand as well. Uh, and then different companies have trademarked different spellings of it. Ah, I see. It's like ketchup and ketchup. Mm-hmm. Koozie. Well, she's got she's got a little crocheted thing over her tail. Yeah, a little oh, it's I like, cute. like a nightcap, but just for your tail. <laughs> yeah, a little like a little ball on the end too. She bought it at a farmer's market. It was for something else, but it works well for this. Cute. <laughs> Used oh. to just be a hat. <laughs> How nice yeah. they make tail coverings for me. Someone's gonna have to jump up and poke her. I mean, she's been alive for long enough. I mean, not her, but uh, <laughs> uh, she's ancient. No, um, the uh, the s- subspecies of Yara have been around so long that 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 might be a practical thing that has been Could developed. Be. It's true. Yeah. Was Sia born with her legs and stuff this way, or was that part of her psyology? Uh, she was born with four Yara legs, and through her psyology, she consolidated her bottom two into a scorpion-esque tail. Gotcha. Through so her tinkerings and sciencing. That's very cool. Also, this is um, slightly off topic, but um, because Set is Karnic, one of the setting-specific edges uh, for the Karnic ancestry is... Uh, you can take it once per tier. It's going to require uh, a minimum vigor of D6, and then the next tier D8, then D10, then D12. Uh, but you can use an advance to take more of the uh, genetic variants. So, like, if you wanted to get natural armor, you already have armor. If you wanted to get Leaper or, uh, like, a longer appendage or any of the ones that are listed for Karnak, you can take those. I, I was talking edge. to you about maybe getting it so his spikes might like harden over time. So oh, that's they, right. They yeah, could give him some sort of 
advantage in grappling or the ability to do piercing damage when crushing and grappling, something to that degree, or make them harder to swallow. Or I think there was some rules somewhere I read about spiked armor in general. I think it was mm-hmm. in the Pathfinder, uh, Savage Worlds by Pathfinder, where it gave you some sort of bonus, but I haven't had a, the need to get into it yet. I think or, I might have added that, actually. Yeah, I'd have to read it. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked over it in a while because I was focusing on more... Uh, I want to get that. I want to get that Ace Edge. Uh, yeah. Oh yes. I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not. Yeah. I think uh, I did add one based on what we talked about then. Yeah. Spined. I, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. The Karnak has spines or sp- spikes or spines protruding from their body. When an enemy attacking them within reach, one rolls a one on their fighting die, regardless of their result on their wild die, they harm themselves on your spiny hide and take two d four damage. Oh, that wow. Jumps. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. See how uh, that works in uh, in practice, but yeah, that was cool. I wouldn't mind taking that and testing it. Yeah, w- with well, the I mean, we, we can make up. it. Yeah, yeah, we can make it uh, whatever you want it to be. I just couldn't remember if we talked about that. Anyway, yeah, I, the idea was dropped, but I didn't think I ever saw your uh, personal ruling on that. Your your write up of it, and that sounds really cool. It's like I think it's more interesting than what I was kicking out. I was like, maybe I you know get a plus one against you know athletics roll to resist uh, grapples, like or. I think that's cool too. I mean, it just yeah. depends on what you want to use it with. Like, if it's meant to be a, a deterrent, or yeah. you know, however, there's a lot of ways we can uh, handle the flavoring of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not married to any one idea. Oh, and I guess while I'm sitting there, because uh, I really haven't played into my habit much lately, I'm definitely going to be waking up and cracking open a jolt. I think it'd be interesting at this point to roll, like, have some sort of measure, because I've been going through a lot of these, and we've been out for a while. Maybe I'm starting to run low. Ooh, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. technically my habit is just role play wise. I'm, it's not it's a minor, not a major habit. So mm-hmm. I don't take penalties from it. But maybe, yeah, maybe I'm going to have to start seeking it out more, starting to take risks. Like I might switch it to like a different background that basically I need to try and find something. Or that might be what my habit's going to move to is I, I'm going to start impulsively like going out of my way to search for it uh Ah. i take an inventory of how many i have left and i notice i'm getting lower than i'm comfortable with doug would you mind rolling a random die of some sort to determine my final count of how many jolts i have remaining sure uh we can do that uh another way that we might be able to handle it is um there are optional rules for keeping track of ammo like if you don't want to keep track of actual (laughs) ammo levels um (laughs) Basically, it starts at a certain tier, and after every encounter, it either automatically drops or you make a roll to see if it has dropped, and then you you know keep moving mm-hmm. it down. So it seems similar conceptually. Yeah, that's like a perfect adaptation of that rule, in my opinion, uh, to make it the ammo re- uh, relates to Joel. Okay, so right now, um, let's see. There's very high, high, low, or out. So if we are saying you are low right now, then uh, the next encounter, you know, wh- wh- I guess this is the encounter where we determine if you are, how how low you are. So maybe every day, maybe? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, this is it automatically drops a level, and I don't think that's quite as fun as rolling for it. Yeah. Well, how many tiers are there? We can make it as many as we want. This has very high, high, low, or out, so it completely skips the middle. Let's keep it simple. I'll I'll roll a d6. Are, are you down to your last six pack? Uh, let's do twelve. D12. Just, okay. Yeah, because it could swing. Uh, I like the the swing on that. I like. It's really good. 
Allie is here as a, an expert I witness. Twelve. Oh I my rolled gosh. a twelve. So I got. I so got. You have. I got. Does that blow up? Does it? <laughs> I guess. The, the, Holy shit! I rolled another twelve. Oh wow. Into a five. So oh for gosh. going based on that, then you still have twenty-nine jolt. I like. I'm going through the back, and I like throw out an empty box and another empty box. I'm just like, oh man. Maybe I'm taking the cardboard and throwing them into the fire that we had going to keep it heat. And nice, I'm counting nice. through them and I'm just like, and then I pull out the last like cube of it. Okay. I, this can get us through. This will get me. And then I take one, crack it, and then sit back and like, you know, my, my um, eyebrow uh, ridges like, kind of for a little bit is like you can see me processing that if something goes wrong i should be fine for a while ration them and maybe maybe only two or three a day two no (laughs) (laughs) well definitely take a benny uh for both calling attention to the hindrance and uh having a fun idea to roll to see how many have left pay dirt yes like there's a pallet that's just like stuffed back in a corner underneath another box that you forgot about oh maybe i thought i was out like i had like I pick up a can and I realize it's the one that got shot way back in the first episode. It rolled underneath. <laughs> yeah. Like I was digging around to find it, and like I pick up a can and like the top sealed, and then I look down and I can see the bullet hole on the bottom. I'm just like, ah, and I go and throw it, <laughs> uh, writhe around in the back a little bit more and pull a tarp. And like where the tarp was, like the tarp that I've had for this whole time, it was like rolled up and over this cube of cans. And I pulled that out. And I'm like. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I, you know, okay. And then I'm like, I'm doing the mental math and then figure, okay, I'm just gonna just maybe just two, maybe two a day, maybe two. Should I only do one? Should I ration them? But yeah, that's where I'm at with that. And I, I just find it just underneath a, uh, uh, the, the tarp. It was just bunched up and pulled over and I, I'm relieved and just like a sigh of relief and then because of the scare I'm starting to like do the do the mental math of how how I should go about this and make sure I don't run out. Maybe it was actually tucked somewhere because Sia had rearranged like cause she she loves puzzle games you know so she's like tetrising your your storage area mm-hmm. so you thought you were out yeah. but it's just because she put them somewhere you did My stuff. My stuff. It was dirty. When you crack your jolt open, we flash over as Ray's eyes snap open. The whole time you're rummaging and looking around for more jolt, uh, every time the camera like shifts a little bit, we see Ray in the background just inching a little bit closer. You know, like a move, like a cat around a corner. We move over and he's just a little bit closer until he's just looking over the lip, licking his lips like Abu. Uh, is is that a jolt cola? Uh. Uh, um, this one's the, uh, the, the bug juice. Uh, have, have you had that one yet? He has wide, uh, puppy dog eyes and just shakes his head slowly. <laughs> uh, uh, let, let me see. Uh, and, um, how about maybe because there's like, there's three different flavors here. Cause like maybe there's 10 of each or something like that or so. And one was pulled out. Uh, you, you wanted a cola. I, I got the original. If you have any any jolt, that's uh, that's that's more jolt than I've had or seen. If uh, if you can 
bear one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I got, sure I got, am I got, thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really muggy down here. Yeah, and I, I pull one and I, and I hand it to him. And as he takes it, like, you know, I just, yeah, here you go. And then I turn around and I wince a little bit. <laughs> like, I make sure he doesn't see my face, but I just... Ooh. <laughs> uh, Nani. You know, I'm doing the math some the more, starts. like a little lost in thought. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, it's me and it's him. And I think I to do maybe one a day and just drink half of it now. And then... <laughs> mm. You know, I was also considering, you know, when the when the previous jolts uh, were shot, rest in peace, um, <laughs> and the stickiness went everywhere. I bet that's a good problem to have in the desert because all the sand will just, you know, cling to the stickiness and you can just sort of buff it off. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I, just... I mean, for Seth, it's going to be easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably handle that. There might be just like a dusty spot for a long time, but I think this car is full of its own character, if you will. Ray uh, gratefully takes the soda, cracks it open, and just immediately chugs the entire thing before crumpling the can, burping loudly, <laughs> and tossing it to one side with a, a contented pat. And he says, oh, that tastes like home. Thanks. The, uh, it, it has been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, I'm going to do a thing right now. Uh, just a little... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take another bit. <laughs> I'm going to nurse mine for a little bit. Uh, uh, I only I, got so many yeah. of those, so hopefully we can get through this before we run out. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I like to drink it all really fast to see, you know, how much you can get bottled up and then... Yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> I mean... That's Gross. fun, but like if I get man, if I get stressed out and I do that, like I get weird and cranky about it. It's it's just, I I don't know those and then being on edge. It just like when I'm when I'm when I'm doing good, like when I'm happy, when I'm excited, when it's like when you're you know when you're in the zone, it's it's perfect. But but things start going sideways. I kind of start going sideways pretty bad about it. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I don't get in your way. I, uh, yeah. Get, get in the way of uh, you and your jolt. <laughs> so did you... See, Ray, Ray is up and awake. He will toss his crushed can up into Sia's loft area to try to wake her because he can't get up there. Yeah, it would work. She's very on alert. She's so nervous down here in this cave. Hey, you awake? Well, now I fucking am. <laughs> this is leaking on me. No, I drank it all. She jingles the can, and you can hear there's still a little bit in it, there. You can That's... see the drips falling down into the, the dirt below. That wasn't that wasn't there when I drank it. All right. Condensation. Oh, I just got a flashback a little bit to when he drank it, like him like tilting the can opener, cracking it like shotgun style, and just foop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How is Sia feeling this morning? Uh, the uh, squirrely, probably because she absorbed some of the jolt through her skin. <laughs> it's just yeah. hyper caffeinated, like it's topical Ugh. caffeine. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a Darius. You can rub it on like a lotion as well. <laughs> it's like that soap. The, the, there was a real Have push for jolt oil. <laughs> it's 
CBD was very popular. I thought we could do the same thing with Jolt. <laughs> Have we established CBD exists? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Sia disassembles her her hammock, gets it all rolled up into a beautiful little... It's a tight roll. She rolls up the ropes around it so it's ready to go when she needs it again. Mm-hmm. She's very organized. Yeah. I strive to be that organized in my real life, but it's, it's not going to happen. Ray has just like a single satchel of crap that is off in a corner a, a messy bedroll that he kicks back into a pile ray like had like used part of it like pulled part of the tarp over himself to sleep because he doesn't even he might not have a bedroll yeah he might not have Ugh. well i've had better night's sleeps but i've had worse too so what's the plan boss man lady uh, uh, bosses she finger guns boss eye. with a Guns blazing? Oh, that was just, you know, out of respect for our titles, you know. Ah, gotcha. She's making espresso on her her little percolator over the campfire as we plan and plot and devise. Got got some tea? Got a fancy tea set? It's for for coffee. It looks more like a teapot. Well, that shows how much you know about this. He can't argue with that, so he turns to set instead. <laughs> She's still a little miffed that he hurt her so bad. I guess we go back in. I, I, I don't know. Here, let's let's get on the radios. Uh, maybe see if we can scan for uh, any transmissions coming from um, coming from those guys we saw earlier. Uh, yeah. If you, we we can give that a shot. Sure. Yeah. Here, then he hands him a, a ham radio. He's like, Yeah. If you just maybe go a few paces out. I'll work the one on the truck and, uh, see ya. Uh, hey, see ya. Yes? Yeah, uh, hey, could you, um, take this ham radio and maybe head up the the cliffside a bit and see if you can pick up a signal? Absolutely, that's not even hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah just Do you want me to go uh, all the way to the top? Uh, no, no, just, I mean, don't go too far out. I, it's, with this fog, it'd be hard to make sure that we're all safe. Just, just so we can still hear each other if we need to holler at for help. All right, or I'm just gonna go straight up. Or... Straight up, okay, I go. Yeah, yeah, and just just scan, just scan. Don't don't do any transmissions. Just scan, see if you can pick anything up. She begins to scuttle out the rooftop hole. Okay, uh, so for your, your goal is to try to find the frequency that these people are transmitting on to monitor their communications. Is that right? Yeah, and also set. Basically, we'll be using three radios to do it, so we can maybe triangulate which direction if it's weaker or stronger or if it seems that it's in equally as strong like basically we'd be able to find like i mean theoretically it could just be good but we might be able to determine if they're northwest east or south i mean technically if two people are are along a trajectory and they're radioing each other it might be good over here and here and then on the third one it's weaker so we could figure out if um approximately a bearing or a direction of possible risk uh, to where they're at and operating from. Sure, that makes sense to me. So as far as roll for this, I think that'll just mean uh, somebody's going to be the primary and then the other two can roll to assist uh, as a support to that roll. I'm trying to think of what skill might be applicable here. I, I don't think electronics makes sense because that's more for like, you know, cell phones and stuff. Um, I could probably see I would just, just notice. Notice seems like the most relevant just because it's general awareness but it is also your awareness in the environment Mm -hmm. i don't know that repair makes sense so yeah i think uh probably just notice is the appropriate skill here 
Uh, I think Ray probably only has like a D6 notice. I have a D4. I've got a D6. Yeah, I think Ray's got a D6 just from spending time out here, if nothing else. So I'll roll him. Uh, He got a one. He's not a wild card, so he's not going to crit fail on you. Four! Four? I also got a four. Did you get a four on your D4? Uh, on my D6. My wild die. I was actually going to give you a plus two because you were going up. But I got a six. So it doesn't matter, but, you know. Okay, so uh, Sia gives you a plus one, so a four is a success. It takes you guys a little bit of time just, you know, messing around. Uh, Ray does not appear to be uh, terribly useful with this type of project. Uh, He will follow your uh, instructions, but he's not very creative with, you know, moving around and trying it from different distances. Um, And he's kind of taking up space. He's just walking um, around, like, just slowly turning the knob for the it to change channels, but he's, or, like, hitting the button, click, click, click. click yeah. He's very, like, he's kind of, like, half-assing it. Absolutely. I think he's half-assing it, like, not on purpose. He just yeah. doesn't really understand how to do this correctly. Maybe he uh, is distracted slightly by watching Sia go up the cliffside. Ooh, I like that. She does have a dynamite butt. I don't know if we've touched <laughs> on that yet, but... Z- zoom in close up as you scale the <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's, like, he's like, he goes, like, he walks back, and then he, like, glances up, and then, like, it double takes, and then watches for a while. Like, yeah, uh, n- nothing over here yet. <clears throat> <laughs> Can't find anything. But see, as you scale higher up, you said you're not going the whole way to the top. Oh, no, she's going the whole way to the you top. You are going the whole way yeah, to the top. Yeah, the whole okay. way. But just straight up so she knows where to go straight down. Definitely. So uh, from Sia's perspective, as you make your way up here, it's it becomes a lot warmer because you find yourself in direct sunlight. You're in the middle of an ocean of clouds with just these rocky spires and cliff faces protruding at odd angles and, you know, breaking up and out of them. So... If you didn't know better, you would say you're at, like, very, very high elevation, but you know you're not. It's beautiful. Um, Yeah, so I'd say it is quite beautiful. There are birds flying around at varying altitudes. Nothing that stands out from there. From where you are, I think you probably can see a trio of rocky spires in the distance that are protruding up, upon which is the skeleton of Fun Voyage. Holy shit. You guys are close enough now that you can probably see it if you go the way to the top. It's it's deeper in. It's like in the center. So if we just yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. that this area is a general circle, you've mostly been in the southwestern quadrants moving up towards the western quadrant. And Fun Voyage is basically like in the middle. Mm, gotcha. So you can see that. As far as the radio signals, yeah, you get a much clearer signal up here than you would have down there. And if you've been messing with it on your way up there, you would have noticed the signal gets better the higher you climb, uh, likely because there's less interference. Um, But you as a scientist would also know that the Cori Vapor is certainly uh, going to interfere with that as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So through trial and error uh, with a success, you guys are definitely able to find the main uh, communication channel that they're using so you can begin to monitor their communications. It's intermittent and sporadic. They don't really spend a lot of time like chatting on there. They list off positions. I think based on their descriptions and um, you probably don't have like a compass up here to be able to plot positions, but they read some stuff off that's set as someone who is much more 
learned with mapping and position would be able to use to get a better idea of where they're moving and that they're constantly on the move, but they seem to also be based somewhere closer to the middle of the area, not far from Fun Voyage. And uh, probably the bonus thing that I'll give you because you guys did succeed is uh, there is some chatter on there where one person directly mentions that they had their eye on some travelers that had come in. So maybe just uh, somebody comes out over the radio and say, yeah, we ran into somebody in the southwestern quadrant yesterday. Uh, they seem to be traveling north. You know, they handed over the ray skin, which we got to use, but haven't seen them since. Keeping an eye out. Probably moving towards the center, so we should expect them. And then there's just an affirmative from the other end. Somebody says, well, I'm sure Chikara is going to look forward to that. And then there's a sort of a laugh and agreement before it goes silent once more. Sia squints. She squints at the radio. She killed really the cool shit out of that ray. She killed it. If, if Sia had a wingsuit to just drop down and glide down with. Dang, that'd be cool. So cool. cool. This would be you, know, you don't have possibly piloting, so that could be. <laughs> <laughs> piloting negative two. Yeah. This would be a dangerous place to wingsuit if you can't see where you're going and it's so narrow. You mean like the city, Caldonics? <laughs> With buildings at varying heights and intervals. Yeah. Have you seen those videos of people like doing that through box canyons and stuff like that? Or it's <laughs> thrilling but terrifying. Eat for me. Yeah, I'm glad I can uh, live uh, vicariously through a GoPro cam. Yeah, that's 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 the right level of uh, engagement I have with that as well. That friend's like, why don't you get a motorcycle? I'm like, I think bicycles as fast as I want to go. It's uh, so did I hear these uh, signals as well, or was that just Sia? Yeah, no, you also would have heard it. I think Sia would have gotten uh, a cleaner transmission coming through, but you would also have been able to make it out with some static. No, I was actively manipulating the radio, so I wouldn't pick it up, but uh, we both find the same channel. And, and uh, Sia, what you can also see up here is that there are, um, you know, long shelves, like spines of these cliffs that are just, you know, jutting through there. Uh, but there is nothing built up here. There are no structures or anything like that. Uh, there don't appear to be any constructed walkways or things like that either. Hmm. She begins her descent back into the gloomier, out-of-the-sunshine area. Yeah, I'll give you one more thing. While you're up there and you're just about to descend, uh, you know, far off in the distance, probably a couple hundred yards away, you can see one of those creatures run up the cliffside and just perch on the top, you know, like a pedestal looking around. Uh, and there is a rider that oh, shit. turns and just glances around before it also, you know, starts to rumble back down and Did, disappears into the mist. Do I need to roll a stealth? I'll have you do a, a contested stealth versus notice, but this is far away, so it's right. they're not going to have a great chance of seeing you, but yes, I think that makes sense. Four. They got a seven minus four for distance, Oof. so you got to... You skated on past that one. I think she just, like, it would be a backflip if it was cool, but it's just kind of a flinging herself backwards into the crevasse <laughs> to then dig her back legs into the wall and maybe some of the rocks skitter down and tumble onto the, the canyon below where her friends are. It's like a scuba dive, like kind fall of, back yeah. off of it and then just sort of jam your legs. In. That's really yeah. cool. You can take a penny for that really? visual. Yeah, that's Thanks. cool. Thanks. We dig this out here. <laughs> Do you like Betty Sia voice? I think it's pretty good. 
like uh, see it with some helium. <laughs> see what the, the 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 vapors are starting to like. Affect oh, me. they're getting me. I lost my accent. Uh, speaking of vapors, if both of you could make me uh, a vigor roll this time, uh, not including your plus one, because this would have been for overnight. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was. Okay. I'm gonna Benny that. So I rolled one on the dice, and the other one was a six, and a six, and a four. So I'm at a 16 total. Oh yeah. But what if I Benny one more time? Because I have not passed either of these, and I don't want like I don't know. I'm nervous about this fog. No, sure it'll be fine. Five. Fine. Okay. Yes, you can pass. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yep. But how's Ray doing? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Actually, let's see here. Would you like to roll for Ray? If you want him to fail, yeah. I'll roll for Ray, <laughs> since... Okay, he's got a D8 Vigor. He is not a wild card. Okay. Blows up to a uh, 15. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the jolt helped him uh, get through <laughs> that one. The caffeine helped him fight it off, Yeah. whatever it, it is. Thinned his blood just enough. It's like taking um, Excedrin or something, where it's caffeine and Tylenol. <laughs> Honestly, the the caffeine should probably make this make it a penalty to this, but it it wouldn't have affected any. You guys rolled high enough that it doesn't matter anyway. This is interesting. Um, like, is it reminiscent of when I'm breathing the the vents? Uh oh. Um, I would say to some extent, yeah. It it's definitely not as intense. This yeah. is very diluted. Like yeah. you are used to sitting right next to a vent where the stuff is just coming out. This is almost certainly coming out of a vent and is filtering into the mist and just. Mm-hmm being spread out um but the deeper you guys go the the thicker it's starting to get yeah definitely. so yeah this is chump change it's just such a prolonged period of exposure i think yeah is so when the, the problems start. that was a success with two raises said so you got a 16 i got a 15 no okay then yeah, yeah that 15. would be with two raises yeah there's some raises there if I need to spin them later, if you if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good to know. But, you know, we also were doing, like, wrapping our heads and wearing the goggles and stuff. Mm-hmm. That one was just for uh, overnight, yeah. because I figured at least to some extent you wouldn't be able to actively protect your yourself yeah, nearly as consciously. Much. Yeah, but, like, I think, like, after the jolt and, like, us doing this and, like, breathing and I start to get like that maybe a, a slight lightheadedness that like maybe I start seeing those little stars come into the side like I saw when I was at the vents during that scene mm-hmm. and I'm like oh mm-hmm. I, <laughs> and I cough out and put the wrap around my head and the goggles on I'm like oh, I, I hope we find some something like a respirator or something down here uh, this could get the better of us with enough time I'm like oh yeah I mean I don't feel any difference so far it's, I mean, pro- probably not great to breathe, but... Uh, yeah, we, it's something we do back at home, and I don't know, Sia told me it's actually probably really bad for us, but I don't know. I'm starting to... Th- you know, I, I, there's a famous saying that everything bad is good for you, so... Yeah, who it, said that? What, what's it, I don't know, what, what's it do? I mean, is it, does it make you feel good, or make you a little floaty, well, you space mean, out, yeah, you fall asleep? I'm just feeling a little lightheaded here, but like... You know, back at home, we we'll do it till we pass out right next to a vent. Some party animals. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's not. We don't do it for a, like it's not like a party thing. Like it's it's like training. You know, uh, some people just can't handle it. You know. What do you What are you training for? I don't know. Like I'm linked. You know, so 
it like focuses our Corey. Kind of gives us a little bit of a boost to uh, using our powers and makes it so like we learn how to act under like if we're stressed out or anything like that. Just keep the keep keep our head in the game, you know. Hmm. Okay, I, th- I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not linked or anything, but if I get what you're saying. We use it for a lot of different stuff, but, uh, you know, like, the story goes back far enough. We use those to survive the, the zero, you know? Like, it was those vents that kept us warm enough to live, even if we were just trying to make it through out here. So there's, like, like a venerance of it, you know? It's important. Yeah, I mean, when you say it like that, that makes a lot of sense. It's pretty incredible that you could uh, use that to survive. People didn't live long back then, from what I understand. Maybe we were supposed to be living longer, but we're just, mm. you know, you know, this is the life we had so long. I'm just kind of learning a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Maybe this stuff's killing us. That makes sense to me. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll check this place out sometime. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, if you stick around. Maybe. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're. Just, I mean, we're waiting up for uh, waiting around for Garage. I told him to come meet us out here if he's gonna be joining us. You know, we don't want to spook him. He's got what we need. We've got the channels now, so like we can show him we're working on it. But you know, I just I don't want to have to go back down any further. Maybe just see if he warms us up to us or not. But I'm. I don't think we should really wait up for him. If if he's gonna be all day, we might head out and try and figure something out. If he's if he's not not feeling it, maybe results would win him over more than uh, talk at that point. As you guys are talking, you do see movement uh, a little deeper in the cave, and Graji makes himself known. So he he approaches uh, by foot alone, and you know keeps his distance, but uh, regards all three of you as you're now awake. Oh, Sia does uh, arrive on scene maybe as he's walking out, using her tail as like a an anchor point to skid down the rest mm. of you know the canyon wall. And she says, "I saw a fucker up there. He was looking around. He almost saw me. But I saw the boat." Yeah, uh, that's good. Then we got our bearings. It looked like it was over more towards the middle bit, but I got I got a transmission and said there's a, they're they they they're looking for us still, and they somebody they're uh, someone's looking for us. They're all looking for uh, they're. Uh, she's nervous. It's like, oh, what, what channel are you on? And uh, uh, the, she gives the one. Yeah, gives the chord like the the frequency, and then okay, cool. Yeah, I, I found that one too. I, I, it, it was a little spotty. Graji, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, listen to this. And I, I just turn up the volume on the, the truck radio so he can hear the intermittent transmissions. Looks like we, we found what they're what they're transmitting on if you want to listen to it for a bit. Mm. He takes a few steps closer and you see his eyes uh, widen in interest. Hear anything interesting? Something about Shikara? They're uh, trying to tr- keep a track on us, but they it sounds like they hadn't. They lost us last night after we uh, made the exchange and got out of there. So mm. they're expecting us to show up somewhere, and it sounds like they're trying to funnel us to the middle. That's likely. 
They want what we have, what you have. They take. Yeah, I was hoping that was going to be enough. What we? What was the name? Chikaro. Graji does again nod at this name. I know this name, Chikaro. What's their deal? They were one of the specialists. Came in. Ulira Corp. Oh, good. What, what did they specialize in? Information. Terrain. Topography. Tracking. Well, that sounds like a big fucking problem if they're looking for us. Could be. But not the leader. No. The leader, last I heard, named Lockme. Lockme. Don't know much else. Well, that'll have to do, I suppose. So, you giving me this radio? I, I believe so. She looks at set. We could trade. But are you riding with us? Hmm. What role do I play? Well, I did offer you a ride back. If you want to ride in with us, we can do that. If you want to stay back here and just have the radio, we, we have ours on our end. You can listen, but I just need to know what do you want from us to get what we want, what, what you are working on, what you're working with in there. You, you still want us to clear those guys out if we can, or is there anything you want us to grab for you? He considers this. You give me radio, I'll give you components. As far as further in, what are you looking for? I'm trying to see if we can get something more to bring back. There's a lot of lost or dead tech out here. It's worth something to somebody. Scavenging. Yeah. There are safer places to scavenge. I would leave. The further in you go, the more dangerous it becomes. You hear his Nakir rattle go just a little bit in the back of his throat, but he's not directing it at you. Mm. Yeah. He looks thoughtful. Um, I'll keep that in mind. But, Roy, Ray, come here. Um, Here, uh... Do you want this one? It's portable. It's handheld. Ray helpfully holds his hand up and hits the button a bunch of times and it goes. Very helpful, Ray. Thank you. Just need one that works. Then yeah, here you go, man. He will take that and uh, disappear back towards his hovel and return, you know, a minute or two later with a, a little cloth satchel that rattles as he carries it. It's just bound by some twine at the top, and he drops it on the ground between you. What's this? Components. Oh, thank you. You won't be insulted if I check him, will you? He shrugs. Have it. Okay. I go up and untie the satchel, pull it open, look at what's there. Very clearly just broken components that would have been taken from this weather balloon device. Uh, it's been <laughs> very uh, unceremoniously taken apart in certain places, uh, and some of it's a little shoved back together, but there's like loose wires and 
some bits and bobs have fallen off, but a couple of solid chunks that uh, likely contains what you actually need. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Sia, it's like, does any of this look like it's useful? Check in with Sia, who's more at least familiar with city tech, I guess. Sia? Should I roll? What do you have to roll? I have science. I have repair. I have research. Oh, I think repair is probably appropriate here. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you blew up a bunch. I sure did. I crit failed. Yeah, I I mean, it's it's a bunch of stuff in a bundle. Maybe. Uh, Probably. Yeah. So there's two ways this could go that's dramatically interesting. You could fully believe him or you could not believe him. Ultimately, uh, in situations like this where you crit fail, like my default answer is you're not sure. Like you, you think maybe yes, but uh, I as the GM am generally not comfortable having a, a whole situation go, you know, face up with one bad roll mm-hmm. like that. So if you as the player choose to interpret it that way, you may. And for all you know, maybe that's true. Uh, but I'm not going to mandate that that has to be your reaction, you know? She might not genuinely understand or, like, I don't think she knows if everything is here or not, but she's so jittery from seeing a guy almost see her, like, two minutes ago that she is just like, yep, looks good. And she's going to be ready to fall on her own sword at a later time if it's not all here. (laughs) He nods in approval that you have accepted his trade. I hope it's all here. <laughs> she mutters to herself. Can I roll to see if I hear that? <laughs> like, how low are you? Yeah. Like, I like the idea of uh, maybe I don't catch that. Or maybe I do. Uh, I definitely catch that. Uh, that's a that's a nine total. <laughs> yeah, there's a level of confidence there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you are scavenging, there are safer places to do so. If you do not need anything from further in, I would leave. But you need those samples. I do. But now I can monitor them. Perhaps I can sneak. She looks at his general build. Isn't he like a brick wall? Oh, he's he's huge. Sneaking, huh? He shrugs a little bit. I am not confident to challenge head on. I mean, how many people are down here that you've seen? You popped out of the ground! He nods to this. A dozen, two, when first came out. Less now. Many dead. Some left. Some remain. Gonna pull out the crypto tube and hold it up. Have you ever seen one of these? He uh, furrows his eyebrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll for this here. Oh my this God. guy is so knowledgeable. Wow. Are you on the glittering uh, path as he, well? He rolled a 14. Um, honestly, that is something that I was not intending on having him uh, know anything about, but given that he blew that up, he takes it and he rolls it over in his uh, large fingers his brow knit together and eventually you see a spark of recognition in his eyes and he nods fervently and he says boat and hands it back to you early i didn't want to bring this up earlier because i didn't we had not traded yet we had not won each other's confidence but i need to figure this out Mm, what is it 
It's a... It's a crypto tube. He just kind of blinks slowly. That doesn't mean anything to him. I don't know. There's more answers at Fun Voyage. From what I understand, the only place we can get those answers. Hmm. Dangerous. They will wait. Trap. It is their preferred trap. Many wanderers, travelers come down. With these tubes? Oh, I think that he furrows his brow and then shrugs. Perhaps scavengers, salvagers, fortune seekers. The more this guy talks, the more Sia gets worried about his mental state currently. Because, like, if he was sent out with, like, an Alaricorp squad as, like, a researcher or a gatherer, his, like, his sentence structure strikes her as odd. Having, you know, I don't know, it just seems weird. Sure, do you want to make some sort of knowledge role associated with that, perhaps? Definitely. What knowledges do you have that you feel would be applicable here? Science? I think you could probably roll science. Uh, roll me a science, um, probably at a minus two. Because it's less, it's more specialized knowledge. Nope. Could I make a roll? Yeah. Uh, what what do you have that could pertain to this? So I have healing. I imagine that since Sia pointed out what folia is, I've been piecing together when people become unwell in the tribe. And I'm, I want to roll to see if it matches what I've noticed people who've spent too much time around events in that type of capacity. Like, basically, I'm trying to diagnose the symptoms I've seen in the past that I now suspect might be related to uh, this disease I've been made aware gotcha. of. Gotcha, yeah, I, I like that uh, thematically, so because of that, go ahead and make your healing just flat. There won't be any modifiers to it. I got a three and a three, so I'm going to spend one of the bennies and make another roll. That's a three and a three again. <laughs> oh no. Let's spend one more benny, because... Why not? Uh, and the six blows up to a seven. Seven total. So success, no raise. Y you can probably say that for sure some of this is going to be related to just prolonged exposure to this vapor that he's been here. Sia, with your failure in science, I, I, you could make those same you know logical leaps, although you don't know for sure. Uh, what your disciplines might tell you just from general science is... Maybe part of it's just like he's been here by himself for a while mm. and he doesn't really talk to anybody. So may maybe he's just like a little bit more feral from being down here in a survival situation at length. I'm going to look at him and you want to try and do this together? He considers this. What I'll tell you out of character is like, so you hadn't mentioned before that you were needing to go to Fun Voyage, so he didn't, he wasn't really interested in anything yeah. that you guys were doing because he didn't necessarily think it applied to him. That is his goal. Yeah. He wants to get there or up there, so he is inclined to, you know, have a better chance of doing that. But based on previous mm -hmm. roles, he's still sort of like unfriendly to you guys, so unless he gets some sort of personal incentive, he's not going to be as inclined. Could I play an adventure card? You absolutely can. <laughs> so this one is called Peace. It does say you play to improve an initial attitude of an individual or group by one level Okay. using the reaction table. Technically, this isn't the initial attitude, but could I use that 
now. Yeah, I think I'd definitely roll that back. So he was, uh, I think he was unfriendly and you improved him to uncooperative, Mm -hmm. which is the target isn't interested in getting involved unless there's a significant advantage to themselves. This will improve if it's by one step to neutral, which means they have no particular attitude. Uh, They expect fair payment and anything, which you've also done. So I might even bump this up to cooperative now because you guys, like you made good, you made a trade with him. It was a fair trade. You didn't offer him any violence. You guys have a common goal. So I think he's he's still not going to do it, you know, out of the goodness of his heart. But because yeah. your goals seem to be aligned, that makes sense to me. Maybe I go into explaining. It's like, look, you clearly have the ability to get in. I don't know how far you can move through the ground. But we also have, maybe through our combined efforts, me and Ray could go in one way. Maybe see uh, another, or maybe she can go in with you, and we can maybe draw their attention to different places, uh, split up their uh, ability to focus and ratchet down on one specific target in one specific way. Sia flutters her camo cape mm-hmm. as a meh. He's nodding to this as, as you're you know throwing out ideas. He moves over and just starts, uh, he picks up, you know, the remnants of a stick that he has, maybe he's got like a small pile that he uses for, you know, kindling and firewood. So he pulls out a stick and he starts uh, to draw in the dirt floor of the cave here. And he draws just a big circle, scrubs out the two sides, two parallel sides of the circle. So it's sort of like an open eggshell. And he draws uh, some cliffs on the top of the circle and then some cliffs on the bottom. Ship is in clearing which he indicates to be the top of the circle. Have to climb to reach ship, which he again indicates at the top of the circle. They will funnel in. They will wait until you go to climb. And then he draws arrows coming from the sides. They will surround you. And then he uh, points up to the opposite cliff face and says, Gun emplacement here. What kind of gun? Sniffs a little bit, turns at you, and then just points at your jeep. She gives him a thumbs up. They wait. Travelers come, want to climb. Then they come and trap them. So oh. so it's it's a kill box. <laughs> he sort of scribbles the stick in the middle of the circle now, and he says, Trees, forests, cover. Trees. And then he just uh, draws a line down the middle, like from the top of the circle to the bottom towards where he indicated there's a gun turret. Open space. Hmm. If we take the turret, draw them out, and then use their own turret against them. Yeah, so I think my general idea looking at this is if we took the gun, these two crops of trees on either side, they could fortify up at the ship and come down that way and also draw and also have people set in the trees to pincer in on either side. If we took over the guns and mounted those and then drew people into the center and then ran out and then used the guns to kind of clear the path behind us, that might help. The trees themselves, I don't know how big they are, how how much ground that covers. We could also eliminate the cover granted by those trees by destroying the trees in a fashion. Both dimensions, if it is a relatively circular area, it's probably like 100 yards or 300 meters by 100 yards or 300 meters. 
So it's 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 probably more open than anything that you guys have seen in here so far, but we're not talking like... You're saying 100 yards or 300 meters? Yeah, 100 yards is the equivalent of 300 I, meters. I, I think believe. a meter... And or is it... No, it's... I'm sorry. It's a yard, a yard to meters. So 100 yards would be 100 meters. Five feet is a yard and a half. It's like it's a football field by a football field. So there's open space, but that's yeah, a lot of that is taken up by trees and stuff. He taps the the top by the cliff uh, where the ship is, and he says, "Creature lives in stone." He off to the left draws, you know, just a spike, a mountain, and then dots a bunch of holes in the rock, and then draws like a line leading up it. If you try to climb, creature comes out. What kind? Long. Serpent? Maybe. Hmm. That's nothing we can't deal with. Stops climbers. At least, while they wait below. So, either these snakes eat you, or you're riddled with holes from the bottom on your way up? He just nods. Do they control the serpent? Or is that... He shakes his head. No. Which, no control. No control. Mm. None of us can talk to animals, right? That'd be convenient. I can't myself. Maybe coin purse can. But we can't talk to coin purse. <laughs> I know, but we're just speculating. <laughs> he shakes his head. Just Claxby. Where is Claxby? He just gestures back uh, deeper into the cave. Man, part of me wants to, like, uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to address this, but, like, give Sia the chance to take a sample of Claxby. <laughs> oh, that'll be later, you know, if we survive as a treat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to do that, you can definitely, uh, you can definitely do that or attempt it. Does, uh, Claxby, can Claxby burrow or go up walls? He shakes his head at burrow, but nods at walls. Could Claxby help Sia? Help do what? Clear the gun. What What I was thinking is maybe... Can you burrow through the cliffs or just the ground? Rock harder, but I can. Because if I distract the person on the turret by coming down from above their, their placement, you could just come out of the rock behind them. Out of the line of fire if there's only one guy on it. I mean, I assume that's how most turrets work. They... Sometimes have a team, so they can take breaks, and but a few guys, it, you probably wouldn't have a whole group. He nods to this, and he says, Good work. One, maybe two. Not room for more. Nest. And he taps at the bottom where the gun turret is. Nest. Hmm. Creature nest? Person nest. Person. Gun nest. Maybe you... Sia and Claxby. Can someone ride Claxby? Mm, he he considers this, bobbles his head back a little, back and forth a little bit, and then shrugs. Trusts me. Nah. Might not trust you. It's fair. Sia and Claxby go up front, up cliff. You go behind, under, through cliff. They hit first, then you come behind, take them. He, he nods to this. I can. Do you know how to fire a gun? Uh, he nods again. I can. Not skilled. Well, from what I'm learning about 
automatic fire weapons is you don't have to be terribly skilled with them. He nods. So your plan right now is to have uh, you guys, or Set is going to go in front as a distraction. Sia and Claxby are going to come from above. Uh, yeah. And then... Yeah. Climb down or go. climb up, whichever would be most appropriate. If you have Wall Walker, you could conceivably climb up the other side and then climb down from above, or you could climb from the side, or however you want to do that. Yeah, the dimensions yes, aren't important. Can... The thing is, the idea of me, Ray, and the truck would be down in the lower area, and then Sia and maybe Claxby, if that works out, comes to across the cliff face, and then Gorgi comes through the cliff itself and catches them from their flank where the gun is while C and Claxby come from the top, the side, or uh, the front, basically. Makes sense to me. We could see if we could draw people out. I point at the two trees is like, camps? Do they camp here and here? Shakes his head. Uh, how does he shake his head? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, he shakes his head. No, no cabin clearing. Okay. Oh, and he also uh, jabs the stick in the middle, like, between the two uh, copes of trees. And he says, Helicopter. Crash here. Use it as bait. So, once we get to the helicopter, that's when they'll act? Helicopter or cliff. Or cliff. Helicopter or ship. Or ship, yeah. Once you come in and stop. We come to helicopter, draw them out. You guys have gun... We retreat. Maybe draw them towards us. Then we let loose with the gun. Could work. Move fast. Yeah. Sir, of course. He just draws lines, sort of running through the empty space mm -hmm. between the trees. Better to draw them out group by group. Overcome gun. Overcome them. Overcome creature. Guns first. Creature second. Creature, is is he in the gun cliff or the ship cliff? Ship. What about people? The creature would attack them as well, right? If they climb. But they won't? No. Creature. Creature lives in rock. Creature does not leave rock. I think we have a plan. And we'll see what we can do from there. He nods to that. Yeah, so if there's uh, anything else that you guys want to discuss, even if we just talk about it out of character, but I think I have a, a good understanding of your approach. Set and Ray and the vehicle are going to just go in the main area, and you're either going to go to the, the crash site or the cliff, and while that is happening, Sia and Claxby will descend on the, the gun turret area while Graji also pops in on them from below yeah and the goal is to take them out to get control of the gun turret before the rest of you guys are surrounded yes i think so does that make sense so yeah yeah the general idea is what i would probably do on my end is drive up circle around the helicopter to make it look like we're cautiously investigating it and buy us some time and then we could also keep an eye out and see how that draws people out Hopefully that'll also give us a tactical ability to make a break for it in some fashion, whichever is advantageous, even if they do try and surround us, uh, to get the results we want with the cliff and the gun. I imagine this happening at the same time. Yeah, I think that, that all makes sense to me. 
can you guys are uh, coordinated enough and you have communication devices where you could make sure that stuff happens at the same time. Yeah, that's another thing is since like we gave him a radio too. So now it's basically we have a core group now has one radio and we have and that can talk to the car radio. So there's still some practicality there between the two. And then he will be with us on this operation. So we will have all both the radios and this. I doubt he'll be able to operate that when he's burrowing, but I just imagine him like his head poking up out of the ground, you know, his head and just his hand and the receiver. (laughs) Copy. Copy. (laughs) Grouchy go now. Ray has been uh, passively paying attention to all of this. He doesn't really offer his input unless somebody asks for it, but he nods with you and says, uh, yeah, makes sense to me. I don't mind. If I get to sit on the biggest gun, then uh, that makes me feel a little safer. Yeah, you'll have the biggest gun and maybe... uh... (laughs) We could strap the um, that riot shield to his back. <laughs> That's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. Yeah. So that'll give him some cover from behind because I imagine, I don't know if we talked about if the gun has a seat on it or not. And I was looking at some of the um, technicals, which is the, sl- uh, the terminology for trucks with a mounted gun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's usually that you're just standing there and walking it around, fire it. And I'm just like, it's very open. That's what I figure. I, I always think of the warthog from the Halo franchise, where it's a turret yeah. but you have to stand to be able to like swivel around. But if you guys wanted it to be uh, a seat, then I'm cool with that too. I imagined it initially as being a seat, but I like it actually better as it being like you have to walk around. But basically, if we had him stand and then just put maybe through shoulder straps or something, uh, just have the, the riot shield on his back, <laughs> and so he's got you can maybe take a, a glancing shot or two to the back, give him a little bit of cover from what the whole front of this gun um, probably doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool, though. That makes a lot of sense. Let me see. Yeah. Let's see here. A riot shield gives four points of cover if you are hiding behind it. So I would say, yeah, if, if you strap a riot shield to his back and he is shot from behind, then he would get those points of cover. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have uh, a game plan. We do. Is there anything that you would like to do or talk about or cover uh, before you begin enacting your plan. How much daylight do we have left? This is, I imagine this was still early in the morning when we did all of this, so I think we yeah. could do this. I can't imagine it day. would take more than like an hour or two to go over all of your plans and stuff. It could take however long you want it to, but it could... We could wait for the night, but I think for our sakes, it would be better if we do it in the morning just so you have line of sight on the fire, on using the gun that we hopefully are going to be using to our advantage. Yeah, I think that sounds great. And they're going to expect us to wait for the night, probably. Too bad none of us have... Uh, part of me thinks it'd be interesting if we got some of those rock-climbing goats out of the whole, whole ordeal, but <laughs> like, none of us have the ability to like handle them. <laughs> hmm. Yet. If you guys were interested Yet. in trying to capture uh, some to domesticate, we could, of course, uh, explore that. Or we could capture their already domesticated ones after the fact that's very true if if there are any left that is true if they like climbing yes. walls they sure do yeah, they so maybe do. that'd be good that, for just your like folks. the idea of us like uh, <laughs> we go down with the jeep and we come up like right over the the hard cliff edge just like ba-dunk, and then like these goats running into the desert <laughs> Shez, look what we found <laughs> it's like everything's so flat here everything's so flat i think uh we could establish uh some code phrases 
on the radios. Can the go word be coin purse? Yes, of course. The go <laughs> word is always coin purse. Because, yeah, I do want them to actually see me and I want to draw their attention and draw them out. But I don't, I don't want to get surrounded preemptively. What if you just rode in on like a sand cloud, you know, like coat in the Jeep? Billowing One thing off. I could do is go in, and then once we approach the helicopter, send up a sand cloud so they're aware that we're in the sand cloud, but we're not easy targets. That would be cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm ready to do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Okay. okay. Plan. Plan established. Gotcha. So we get a couple of shots of your ragtag band uh, making its way through these canyons and crevasses heading deeper into the heart of the the cobalt tier uh, before too long it probably takes you an hour or two uh, to get where you're looking to go especially based on uh, what Sia has told you but Graji will freely lead you to where he knows Fun Voyage is so you don't have any trouble finding it before you enter the actual clearing itself Graji will peel away, probably with Sia, to make sure that everybody gets into place. Do they want to take the motorcycle? Hmm. Uh, I don't have driving, so that might be a bad idea. So you can still drive it, it just means, well, a motorcycle, you typically need a little bit of training to do, so. Yeah, I don't think that's good for her, because, uh... <laughs> but what's Graji know? Hmm, that's true. Graji does not have any vehicle handling proficiencies, unfortunately. He was more of a public transportation fellow back in Olera, I guess. <laughs> okay, I was just, um, it would give you a speedy recovery or exit and a pro ability to approach and that type of stuff. But yeah, I, we could drop you off and then go in from there. Or you guys can separate as you see fit. I think we'll, we'll probably separate off between she and Claxby will help him get to the top so he doesn't have to, you know, tucker himself out, burrowed through all that. That would be exhausting. Probably. She doesn't know. But they'll get up onto the flat and they'll do some sneaking and they'll creep into place and then they'll say, Coin purse! Okay. I think, was, wasn't was coin purse the code word on his end for stuff to happen? Maybe it's on both it's ends. It could be both. It's, it's yeah. like a aloha. Yeah. <laughs> Coin yeah, purse? yeah. If you say coin purse, I'll know you're in place. And if I respond coin purse, that means go. So it's, all they hear is the word coin purse. So it's hard to tell what that means. <laughs> coin sure. purse and jolt cola. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could be like... Uh, it's a jolt! <laughs> yeah. I'm jolted right now. Do you say jilted? No! <laughs> so I'm sorry, did you want Graji to go to the top with you and then burrow down? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It just seemed like it'd be easier to all deploy from the same location, so we time it nice. Yeah, that's totally fine. So, uh, yeah, Graji uh, rides on Claxby's back, and Claxby skitters its way up the rocky expanse until you guys find yourselves perched atop this pillar looking out over the light green fog. I guess here it's actually much thicker. And from up top here, you can very distinctly tell that the green fog is actually coming from the pillars that have impaled Fun Voyage itself. Ooh. So as you guys near the clearing here, and this will just be what everybody can see at the appropriate time. Actually, everybody make me a notice roll. Sure. 
Four. Seven. As everyone gets a look at the clearing at the appropriate time, it basically matches everything that Graji showed you. You know, the details are a little bit different. You can see the two copses of larger trees. I'm sort of imagining they're pine trees, whether or not that's appropriate for the area. That's what I'm sticking with for now. You can see several jagged spires of rock spearing upward from the ground on the north end of the clearing that have impaled the skeleton of the ship and suspend it high above uh, at an odd angle. Because the fog is thick enough, you can't see specific details, but you can make out the dark silhouette sort of at the edge of your vision, depending on how the light falls. You also notice that at the base of the cliff beneath the boat, is a uh, large smashed water wheel that has tumbled down and is crumpled against the cliff itself. Looks like it's been arranged so that uh, you can use it sort of like a ladder, like you can climb up the spokes of the wheel to get a little bit higher on the wall before you start to climb. Tumbling down the side of the cliff face is just a lot of climbing mechanisms or devices. So there are tattered, worn rope ladders, individual strands of knotted rope that are frayed and billowing in a light breeze. There are those metal uh, pitons or pitons uh, that people use for mountain climbing. Just pitons. Ham- pitons uh, hammered into the wall leading up and they are certainly thicker on the lower end of the cliff and they start to become more sparse the higher up it goes. But you also notice that the rock is porous and there are many holes of Varying sizes that perforate from maybe, like, the middle of the rock up is when it starts there. And a lot of the the mist is still emanating from those cracks. Does the uh, thinning out of climbing implements kind of happen around where the porous surface of the rock uh, starts? Yes, absolutely. It it starts to thin out from there, and uh, it's it's exponential. So the higher up you go, the worse it gets, and there's definitely a drop-off uh, when the porous holes start. Oh, I even wrote it down for myself here. It's pitons. Pitons. Uh, and in the middle of the clearing is the wrecked helicopter. Uh, it's smashed and leaning at one side. Uh, one Part of the landing... Uh, what do you call those? The landing stilts or... Uh, skis. Yeah, the skis. Uh, one of those is broken off, uh, tossed to one side... Just hunks of metal and debris scattered around the area. Some are buried in the trunks of trees at the edge. The propeller is missing every one of its tines. Hmm. It's clearly been here for some period of time. It is not a fresh crash. And of course, um, on the you know the southern edge of the clearing, there are uh, outcroppings from the cliff itself. And if you look, you can certainly see that there is a gun emplacement up higher. It looks like they've tried to shroud it a little bit. But it also very much looks out of place. Like, there should not be green foliage growing out of, you know, the side of the cliff face where it actually is. Fools. So if you if you know it's there, you can very easily see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the general lay of the land here. So, Set, how are you uh, approaching here? Give me one more little description about what you're doing. Okay, so as uh, Gaji... Sia and Clax, they, they branched off already. So me uh, with uh, Ray in the back, I'm going to just rumble forward. You know, come from like the 
right? And then basically kind of come up and then start turning towards the clearing where the trees are, slow down, start taking a wide arc to go around the outside of the helicopter, hopefully with Ray scanning the area with the turret and me trying to get a better look at what's going on in the center there. So you're, you're heading towards the helicopter here? Yeah, I'm going to head to the helicopter first, doing a big crescent around it. I'm trying to make it look like I'm looking at the helicopter and what's going on with it, but in reality, I'm trying to draw out the other people. So if you guys have your radios on set, as you appear at the edge of the clearing, you hear a crackle come over the radio static, and a voice says, We got a mark. Maybe two or three others that just copy that and acknowledge and then uh, once you near the helicopter, the voice comes back and says, they're at the Whirlybird. Pretty good time. And then there's acknowledgments. You hear a rumbling horn blast in the distance that echoes through the clearing. And if you do nothing else, people will appear before long. I uh, would switch to channel, uh, to the agreed upon channel. I'm going to say coin purse, switch back to the monitoring channel. All right, here we go, she says, looking down from the top of the cliff. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with us. First up, I would love to say thank you to our gracious patrons. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, Nakoda, Jackie, and Jade. Chase, especially this episode, because without Chase, Silica Valley would not exist. Thank you so much, Chase. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, Davriel, Ellis, and Zane. Thank y'all so much. Your support genuinely helps us make every new episode for you. It means so much. Our music this week was by Crockett and Marcus D. Crockett you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.bandcamp.com. Marcus D. you can find at Marcus D. on Twitter and at MarcusD.net. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. We'll see you in two weeks.